0: Welcome to the inaugural episode of Behind the Burner, the podcast where we unveil the secrets and stories of kitchen life. I'm Chef Zach, and I have here with me my co host, Chef Randy. We're both passionate chefs with a shared love for all things culinary. That's right. Through this podcast, we're taking you behind the scenes, beyond the recipes, and into the heart of the food and beverage industry. Get ready
1: to discover the untold stories, learning, cutting-edge techniques, and hear firsthand experiences from industry experts, celebrated chefs, and those working tirelessly behind
0: the burner. Whether you're a professional chef, aspiring culinary artist, or simply a food enthusiast, this podcast is for you.
1: So join us on this exciting journey as we unveil the magic and mysteries that happen behind the burner.
0: Now let's dive in to why we started this podcast. So I want to talk about my inspiration for this podcast. I really like podcasts. I think it's a great medium, medium for communication for topics such as kitchen life and behind the scenes of things and just interviewing people and just talking about life and your experiences in the kitchen, experiences at in finances and real estate, whatever it may be, and... I feel as though talking behind a mic with another individual and guests show emotions and passion in an industry that is quite frankly not given the benefit of the doubt, I guess you could say. It's a bust-ass, hard-working, skill-driven industry, and I think a lot of people take it for granted, especially guests. What do you think?
1: I really just want to point out, like, We're all not great at taking care of ourselves. We're not all great at having that lifestyle that can make us better. We all just stick to our vices. Uh, A lot of it is the drinking, the drugs, the smoking, and all that, just so we can get through the day. The energy drinks. Um, Yeah, the energy drinks, all that. Um, I just wanted to point out that there are some healthy habits we can do to be better for ourselves and be better as a whole to push ourselves and each other together into this whole industry and just make a whole healthier environment so that we can just survive. That's ultimately what it is, survival and just being fit at it
0: yeah thinking about creating a better overall environment in the industry maybe bring light to it and see if other people can speak about it right because 12 hours a day you know at minimum sometimes on your feet working hard moving your arms slicing things moving things lifting heavy boxes i mean cases of meat that we get in 70, 80 pounds. They're not 50 pounds. They're not 25 pounds. A lot of them for whole meats to to butcher, they're like 70, 80 pounds. And if you're in an you know, if you're in banquets and you're doing, you know, thousands and thousands of pounds of meat and cutting it and slicing it and portioning it, it's 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 a lot of work. It's a lot of long hours beating up your body and mediating that with like you mentioned, drugs. Chain smoking, energy drinks, caffeine, not a lot of sleep, not a lot of healthy habits, lots of fried food, lots of unhealthy ingestion of product.
1: Honestly, I can tell you what, like some of the best meals I've ever had in my entire life were just out of a core container, mashed up into a ball of shit hunched over a trash can as fast as I can just so I can get on the next ticket. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, it's... it's eating out of dog bowls. Eating out of dog balls. It's It's not healthy. It's not good. Like, my stomach's all messed up. Even at not even 30 years old, I have stomach issues just from this lifestyle. I mean, I go to visit family, and they're constantly giving me shit. Just because I prefer to stand in the kitchen and eat instead of hanging out with the family and all that. And it's just, it's what I developed over the years. And we're here to talk about these type of conscious, unconscious decisions so that we can change things. And it's like even simple things like shoes. I've been looking for a proper pair of shoes Since, honestly, I've started this career and I think I finally found a bear, we'll talk about this later in another episode, but just simple things like that, just after a 15 hour day, just on your feet, your feet, your knees, your back, everything just hurts and everything having a different perspective on that and how to mediate that is just a whole life changer and that's what we're here to discuss
0: correct industry secrets ways to do things better faster easier and of course we're here to talk about food skills and just the positives of the industry and the passion that people have for food and hospitality and and just delivering exceptional service
1: honestly that's what it is like yeah, you want to yell in front of the house and, like, you want to make them suffer and stuff like that. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, because of tips, they get paid better. But if you want to make the server suffer, at the end of the day, the guest suffers. That's all it comes down to. And the guest is what pays our bills. It would, what gives us a livelihood. And it's just... If you make the guests suffer, then ultimately you suffer because it's just a lack of business at that point. Correct. So what this whole thing is about is just we're a couple of dudes in the trenches at this current point. We're not retired. We're not executive chefs. We're just a couple of sous chefs. In the industry. Former line guys, former line level dudes that just want to reach out and help Point you guys in the right direction. That's all it is. You know,
0: maybe we can help you guys figure out a good process into getting into the industry, making the right moves, making sure that you're standing up for yourself. When the chef asks you to pull a double and you should probably go home and get a good night's sleep, then, you know, help out in the kitchen or, you know, make sure you're not buying the shittiest shoes that you can find off the market to get into the kitchen because you're going to pay for it later down the road. Your by your back, your knees and your feet, just, you know, getting the right tools, just, you know, having a better understanding in the kitchen from both of us being in the industry, still in the industry and working long, hard hours. And as we speak about this through our podcast, it's also going to help us to Motivate ourselves and to mitigate our struggles and tribulations in the industry with managing work-life balance.
1: And on top of that, I mean, like work-life balance is a huge thing, but like while you're on the clock, enjoy yourself, have fun. Like that's what we're all here for. I mean, I'm passionate about it. I've been doing this for 15 years. I mean, I started cooking when I was 14. Um, I try to. Make every dinner service just fun and engaging just because we're there for 10, 12, 14 hours doesn't mean we can't just fuck off a little bit. We can have a little fun. I mean, we're still going to be pushing as hard as we can, but if we can just have a laugh and keep going on the way, it just makes it so much easier and it makes the dinner service just pass by so much faster.
0: So... With all that being said, the structures and the format of the episodes are going to be, for the most part, me and Chef Randy talking back and forth about our feelings, our knowledge, our skills towards certain topics. Just to give you a teaser for next episode, we're going to be talking about the behind the line. It's going to be a glimpse into, you know, a professional chef's world, the aspect of cooking on the line. It's kinda of just gonna be a overall encompassing topic. And then it's kinda of just gonna move each episode's kinda of gonna move from there. And there's just gonna be stories and chatting and talking about just what we've gone through in our experiences and stories that we have to better guide you
1: not even just that it's also just if you're in the middle of a busy dinner service and like fuck i'm out of brussels sprouts fuck i'm running low on salt fuck i'm out of pasta i don't know what to do like i barely got the board covered what can i do to communicate this and how can i look like a typical dickhead so i'm not just in the fucking weeds Mee's in place. Mise in place. Getting your station set, double-checking, triple-checking, quadruple-checking, making sure you work clean, work fast, work in. Work fast, not in a hurry. Yeah.
0: And, you know, if you're clean, you're organized, and you understand your stock, you're going to be able to be prepared for potential issues, as though Chef Randy spoke about, out of salt, low on Brussels spouts, behind on Asparagus, you know, I need to sear 15 more steaks. Something like that, right? If you're prepared and you're set and you got an idea and you communicate to your, you know, your executive chef or somebody who's above you about, you know, last night's, you know, table count, how many covers did we do? How many orders did we make? And that'll give you a better idea how to how much to prep, right? Am I doing 35 orders of scallops, 15 orders of chicken? What kind of chicken? Sauces. How much sauces? How many, you know, each plate of sauces or uh, each plate of dinner, right, is only going to have so much sauce. You figure out, right, two ounces of sauce per plate. They sold 40 plates last night. So, you know, you're going to want, what is that, 80 ounces of sauce. So I would make, you know, 100 ounces of sauce, almost almost a gallon of sauce to, to get you through the, you know, to maybe some leftover to, you know, set you up for the next event. Um, Make sure you're doing first in, first out, you
1: know, just... Even that, it's just like, it's... Better to over-communicate than to under-communicate. Hey, chef, I got five duck left. Hey, chef, I got four duck left. Hey, chef, I got three duck left. Not just, okay, mentally I have six, then five, then four, then three, then everything on the board is just covered, and then after that, hey, chef, I'm at a duck. Then why didn't you tell me 10, 12 ducks ago? You know what I mean? Like, that's just where I'm at Communicate, delegate. Just let everybody know I don't have enough stock. It's better to say that ahead of time. And I get it; it's nerve wracking just to say like I don't have enough of this. But if the chef knows ahead of time, they can come up with a game plan instead of you while you're on the line. Yeah,
0: that's key. It is key. I when I talk to my my cooks, I I let you know pre shift. Communicate as much as as much as I can to them and let them know what's going on, and I ask them to do the same for me, right? To me about product on the line. Hey, you know when you're when you got one tube of burgers left and you're cutting burgers to order, uh, you need to let me know two tubes ago so that we can either find some more, run to the store, do a run, do something, pull something from a different outlet, right? There's it's it's uh was it the six Ps I like to say? Prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. I think that's proper six.
1: prior planning prevents piss poor performance. There you go.
0: Thank you, Chef. So it's like Randy says, right? Key to the line is really comes down to mise en plus. Understanding where everything is, know where everything goes and how much of everything that you have
1: we're not only going to be exploring like mise en place and stuff like that. That's just a shy example of what we're going to be communicating. Um, another big thing is how we can be still creative while doing the same menu over and over every single day, but also getting ready for the next season and also just delegating things to other people, what equipment we need to have, um, The whole healthy lifestyle and just preparing ourselves for the long, long, trenuous journey that's ahead of us.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, you get into the chaos of things and you forget to drink water and then you're, you know, ticket after ticket after ticket. And then you realize your whole shift gone and it's been 10 hours. You haven't had a sip of water. And then you... You know, go out to the bar with your boys and you drink some beer and eat some food and go to bed and sleep for four hours and back to work to prep in the morning for the next dinner service, right? That's not healthy. Being mindful.
1: Then 10 years down the line, you're pissing blood. And you don't know why. It's like, oh, fuck. I haven't drank water in a decade. I've been drinking nothing but Red Bulls and just trying to get ahead of it. And that's not taking care of yourself.
0: Yeah. And just so you guys are aware, I am a caffeine addict. (laughs) I have one to two energy drinks every day. It's not healthy. It's really bad for me. And I, at this moment, I'm trying to wean myself off of it, move towards coffee, and try to cut back on energy drinks because I know they're horrible for me. And I've canceled all my subscriptions. <laughs> Just so you guys understand that we are in this, we're in the fucking heat of it. We're doing the things that we're talking about, and we're working to build this platform for people to listen to, to get them set and ready to have a successful career in the culinary industry, because it can be awesome and amazing and fulfilling, but it can also be a toll and destructive and a horrible experience for you.
1: So I've been doing this for what, 15 years? I'm 29 now, just turned 29. Uh, I started when I was 14. I got my first sous chef position when I was 21 in Las Vegas And when I was leaving my first sous-chef position, I was drinking eight to ten Red Bulls a day just because they didn't care. They just let me have whatever I want. And on my two-week notice, I sneezed one day in the middle of prep, and three of my fingers in my left hand went numb. And that's just when I decided I needed to take better care of myself.
0: You You sneezed? I sneezed. And your three fingers on your left hand?
1: Three fingers on my left hand went numb. Went numb. Yeah.
0: Jeez, that's not good.
1: Yeah, so take better care of yourself, guys.
0: We're also going to talk about the coveted health department inspections, sanitation, safety, and just proper food handling because that is key to making sure you don't get people sick. And it's a huge part of our industry and both me and... Chef Randy here know the in and outs of food safety in one of the hardest health departments in the nation, uh, which could, you know, maybe be argued that it it is the hardest due to the type. Honestly,
1: with the health department and everything like that, if you treat them like they're the cops, they're going to act like they're the cops. Honestly, don't give them a reason. Keep your shit organized, keep everything together, and the less... ...that they have to look at, the less they're going to move around and have to look at. Yep. So just keep yourself organized.
0: And uh, we'll definitely get into details of and topics because, you know, a lot of it could be several podcast episodes on the health department and uh, the way things go and also... You know, within the industry, there's also, you know, risk and danger to a lot of potential people, right? If your chicken dish is expired and it's bad and you're serving bad chicken to multiple guests, that can cause a huge outbreak. And uh, there have been a few restaurants, I think, uh, actually in this city that have caused some horrible, horrible food outbreaks. And uh, you cannot come back from that. You know, if you're a restaurant and you serve bad food and you get two to six to ten people sick, it's going to be news. It's not going to be something you can just sweep under the rug. So it's key. And we will definitely go into more depths on these topics and such in further episodes. So I hope that this first episode has been captivating and pulls you in. And I would like for you to subscribe and maybe turn on the notification bell to get a notification when we post our next episode. We have a lot of ideas and episodes put together that we're going to be posting throughout the next few months. And I hope that these episodes bring some excitement, some new information for you to take back to your kitchens, restaurants, and maybe friends and family.